what we putting together today is really talking about how WI and Aruba, along with Aruba, help uh, customers to put together, you know, full edge solutions. And these days in particular, you know, when we talk about edge solutions, we really have to think about the work for home um, situation, right? Because that's where we all are in, in Aruba. The work from home is inherently just built into the product. So, you know, you'll see where that is, but you'll, the same challenges exist on anybody's wireless and wireless, uh, wireless and wired network when you're talking about the edge. So I'm really going to talk about what brings us to the point of having to, that there's a problem in the first place, you know, today's uh, access challenges, the way traditionally, uh, historically, uh, the access network was set up, why that's an issue, um, and then what we really need out of a network to solve that. So if we look at the network today or the situation today out there, we have a ton of devices. Everybody's got multiple devices. We've got, you know, handhelds and IoT devices and your thermostat and everything is connected to the network, wired or wireless. So we just have this growing device that's particularly mobile, particularly IoT, that we have to secure, we have to get access onto the network and it becomes a problem because some of them don't even have the traditional operating systems that that we uh, have struggled with putting virus protection on, but they don't even have that, so I can't even do that. So I need to identify them somehow. But th you know that's the the problem. Um, we have complex wired and complex wireless infrastructures, as well as a complex way of accessing and and getting permission to get on to the network, and those require you know different different people to do it and different. Uh, organizations to support it and it just makes it difficult support and, and slow to do it. Uh, the other thing is you know with all the applications we have the new workforce you know new people coming into the workforce everybody expects to have everything available you know uh, right on a phone as an app and and everybody wants to experience you know have a great experience and you know, we're gonna have a great experience uh, with Chase Rice after this so it's about that experience and people aren't experiencing a great work from home if they don't have a great solution. So their workday is, is affected that way, right? That, that they, their experience is not good. So the challenges is networks today, traditionally designed are, are difficult to segment, right? You can't, um, can't easily separate out. You have to separate out the, you separated out the wireless from the wired, bring them back together in some way is not that easy uh, for some people. And then, you know, giving people access, they have a, a network that I have for VPNs for remote access for some people. And, um, and I have another network for IOT devices. It means large number of VLANs, a large number of IP subnets that people have to manage and, and, and deal with. So uh, that just turns into a complexity of management, multiple people looking at the same thing. And although we like to say that you know, I use the term networks are snowflakes. I like to use the term that networks as a general, like, oh, it's only the network. It's just a network. I'll get me a network guy. It, it really is that when you look at somebody's network and you open the covers, they really are snowflakes. They're all unique. The technology is very similar, but they've deployed them in a very different way. So it takes even an experienced networking person coming into your network some time to adjust and learn how you're using it. So, so it makes it more complex and you have to get, you know, typically expensive people. That turns into a slower 
time to resolve issues if and when you have those issues. Uh, and it because they have to go to multiple places to check for data and, and find out where your problem is. So what do we want? Well, we want to have something that's fully automated, a fabric that, that interconnects both wired and wireless. We want to be able to get people on based on their identity, where they are, who they are, uh, and then give them the access I need. We need to dynamically segment the network between all of the different applications we have and has to do that you know, automatically. We need monitoring and management you know, that we have hear about self-healing and, and self-driving, if you will, from a network perspective. We need it to be AI-driven on all the data and the telemetry data that comes off of the switches and, and wireless and the people's devices in order to help make those decisions. That's why the picture of the self-driving car, right? The only way we can have these self-driving cars is we have so much data coming into the, to the, uh, to the system that tells us where we are. Same thing with the, the, the network, right? So we need it to be simple. We need it to be smart enough to, uh, to optimize it and, and uh, fix itself. And we need it to be secure um, for sure. Um, so Aruba samples, handles all of those through you know, the, the architecture options that they provide. So they have always provided very, very high-end, very good wireless access points and wireless uh, controllers as well as um, uh, switches uh, for the edge and for um, the campus. And now that hasn't changed, it's grown you know, as, as technology, when now we're using Wi-Fi 6, that's grown, it's gotten better. Um, but as the speeds and fees have gotten better, they've also gotten better with introducing, you know, the role-based access through ClearPass. They've offer offer the visibility through um, through Insight and um, uh, both Insight Net and Network and Net Insight. Uh, and ClearPass uh, also provides that security that you need to isolate users from uh, from each other and only provide people access to places in the data center or places in your environment that they need to go. Um, so they basically have an entire portfolio. Just a, a moment to touch on the work from home or the remote access. This is an example of the, the four methods that, that Aruba, as part of the solution that we just talked about on the prior page, has for people who are remote from you know, the enterprise. You, know, you might have on the left, we start out with a branch. Right, so we're, we maybe have many people there, but they are remote from, you know, from the large enterprise uh, location. Uh, but we have the ability to put up multiple APs and some switches uh, to, um, to do that. And a little bit more expensive because I might have a little bit more security, better connections out to that. And, and let's say that's for 25 plus users. Then I have the, the remote access methodology called a, AI, uh, Instant AP VPN, which is basically you know, uh, just a couple of devices because maybe you have uh, somebody's home, uh, it could be, or a small office of four or five people. Uh, and then and then you go over to what's called a remote access point, uh, RAP, which is literally somebody's home and, and you have one device that handles your wired and your wireless connectivity. Um, just, and all of these solutions are just as if they were at the enterprise location, right? The user does not see any difference. Same SSIDs, same networks are available on the wired or wireless ports. Uh, so they don't notice any difference in connectivity. And then finally, they have remote access software 
So no hardware needed, um, just plug it into your PC and go, and that's through the VIA software. To give you an idea of what the home, actual home uh, remote access point uh, looks like for the work for, from home user, you know, they have these different options uh, here. If we look at, um, you know, these options over here, they're kind of the desktop model. They just sit on the desk and you can't see it here, but, you know, one of them has three Ethernet ports, which can be provisioned by your IT through the Aruba system. One could be for voice over IP. You could have a, a, your desk phone that you have at work uh, right there, same number, same network that it's on, and you don't even notice the difference. Uh, a network for a printer or something else that, that they need access to, that also can be provided. Um, and again, you can do that uh, all from home. So real quick, just tell you how we do it. So just real quickly, most of everybody here is familiar with WI, so I won't really go into this, but um, uh, we'll just show this slide and, and go on. But um, whoop, that was supposed to fill, there we go. So. So WI has a group of people in our network and uh, security practice that is focused on Aruba and deploying Aruba switches and wireless and, and security. And this is a group that you see listed here. The manager of the group is Brian Jakes. He's a network and security practice manager. And there's a group of people that are experienced there as well as some uh, more junior people that are deployment team, as you can imagine, you know, when we're going out to some facilities and you can see some of the uh, people that we've done in the last year um, solutions for some of these that we've done wireless you know they can be I think the largest one that I we've had so far is somewhere is just under 200 buildings uh, some of those buildings are you know million plus square feet of space so you know you got to get out there you got to get on ladders you got to hang APs you got to solve problems so we have uh, you know the guys that are technicians on-site hands-on and we have uh, engineers um, in those different areas. So, uh, and again, experts in all the areas of, of Aruba. So that was basically the presentation I had for you guys. Hopefully that was informative. And, uh, you know, like I said, W is here along with Aruba to help you solve uh, not just the work from home uh, a solution, but uh, entire um, unified wired and wireless uh, solution. Thanks, Craig. And uh, yeah, it looks like we're ready to go. Hey, Chase, how's it going? Good, real good. <clears throat> Thanks for joining us today. To kick off, if you don't mind introducing yourself uh, kind of to everybody and maybe how you got your career started. Yeah, what's up, y'all? I'm Chase Rice. Um, I moved to Nashville in 2010 and started writing songs. I came from, <clears throat> from college football. And uh, yeah, that, that's what I did. I played football, learned to play guitar. Uh, wrote my first song about my dad who died in 2010. And just kept writing songs, kept plugging away, and had my first number one as a songwriter about a year and a half after I moved to town. And I've been plugging away ever since on tour. And uh, been on tour with guys like Chesney, uh, Garth Brooks. It was our last show that we did this year before all the mess, the mess happened. So it's a difficult life, but I enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, I know, I know uh, Garth is one of your uh, idols you look up to. Talk, you want to talk about that experience to open up for him in Detroit? Yeah, man. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. My favorite part, though, was opening for him was amazing, obviously. He won't let you go on stage unless there's like 75% of the people there, which is really – a lot of people won't do that, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, just getting to have talks with him and, and understand how he is as a person was almost the coolest thing. That uh, My favorite part of that whole thing, just because he's an unbelievable person uh, and obviously one of the greatest artists of all time. Awesome. Yeah, another question. Speaking of venues, what do you think would – 
probably be your favorite venue or a couple of venues that you've played at that you've really enjoyed? I'd say the Gorge in Washington State. Uh, there's a, a festival out there called Watershed. It's amazing. <clears throat> um, or Tortuga. It's right there on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. Those two are the, my two favorite festivals that I do. Uh, and it's just, I mean, you can't, it's as far as you can see, it's so many people. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Tortuga is a blast because it's right on the beach. But the gorge is like, it's the Grand Canyon looking behind you. It's pretty sick. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll let you get to it if you want to start off with your first song and maybe uh, give a little intro to it, if you don't mind. Yeah, I want to take it back. It's just, this is what I start every acoustic show with, just because it's a fun song. It's called Do It Like This. It's off my Night the Night album, um, which is the first, you know, label album that I ever put out. So, yeah, it's just a fun one to start live, especially acoustic. So this one's called Do It Like This. VIP, no road tie between these trees. Just pull on up, make yourself at home. Shit, yeah, we, we ain't got to pay a DJ. Got speakers in a Chevrolet, rocking Randall, singing them new South songs. Yeah. Come on, shake your money, mate. Oh, ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Yeah. Girl, you're killing me, I gotta take you out for a midnight ride then. Yeah, break out of it all. Stay up all night. We ain't got no disco ball, now we'll kick around the fire and light you. Yeah. Ooh, jump in the river. Get your skinny dip on. Feel like we're walking on water, rocking your body till the cows come home. Give a jar a little twist, let you take a little sip. Can't wait to taste it on your lips in the night with a kiss. We do it like this. We just trying to do our thing. Got catfish stretching our strings. Night crawlers, country ballers, got it made, yeah, you. In a pretty pink cowboy boots, got you a front row tailgate view. Me and the man on the moon, can't stop looking your way now. So come on, shake your money, man. Oh, you ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Yeah, you're killing me, I gotta take you out for a midnight ride. Disco ball, now we kick around the firelight, yeah. Ooh, jump in the river, get your skinny dip on. Feel like I'm walking on water, rocking your body till the cows come home. Give a jar a little twist, let you take a little sip. Can't wait to taste it on your lips in the night with a kiss, we do it like this. Stay up all night. 
ain't got no disco ball, I will kick around fire lights. Lonely if you are. This is a single right now. Um, this thing just hit top 20, so it's uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be my second number one in a row after Eyes on You, and uh, if not, we'll keep pushing forward either way, but this one's called Lonely if you are. It was Friday, you know I'll be Kicking back with the boys down the Santa's pub. Don't hesitate, don't even think about waiting. I'll just type it up. Yeah, I'm ready if you're ready or wandering. Stop thinking, it's sin. Doesn't matter if it's last call from a late night sidewalk. A little too buzz, a little too drunk. You could have your hair down, curled up on the couch, and quiet ain't allowed. It could be AM or PM. Middle of the week or the weekend, baby, it ain't too late or too far. Just call me, cause I'm lonely. If you are, if you are, yeah. yeah I'm lonely if you are, if you are, if you are, yeah. yeah. I'm lonely if you are. If it's Monday and it's over, you know the show's gonna talk over for And the red wine's getting low. Your last friends out the door When there's no more roses to go around Hit me up, girl, you know I'm down Doesn't matter if it's last call Late night, sidewalk The tube was a little too drunk You could have your hair down Curled up on the couch And quiet ain't allowed no, It could be AM or PM It could be middle of the week Or the weekend, baby It ain't too late or too far Just call me Cause I'm clapping here in the chat uh chat room over here uh, sorry i was muted earlier it didn't it didn't sound like you had strep so that's what dude, you're faking it you're sick so yesterday i wouldn't have been able to sing 
today I'm on so many pain meds because it's like the worst I've ever had. It's weird that uh, like the high notes are actually like I'm losing. I don't know what it's so easy to sing high than higher than normal, but the low notes I can't hit at all. So it's really when you're sick, it's all over the place. But hey, yeah. I'm getting through it, and that's what matters. So that so that song obviously a big hit off of your album part one and then that released in January and May you just released part two so maybe you want to talk about kind of the strategy there with this new album release and I, I guess a follow up to that is there a part three coming out? Um, yeah, for sure. I, see, the thing is, like when you and I grew up, probably most of the people on here grew up. It was uh, go to Walmart, go to Target, whatever, buy a CD, put it in your truck, drive around, listen to the whole thing. That's what I did. And uh, turn that down. Um, but now it's not that anymore. People don't even go buy albums anymore for the most part. So uh, I wanted to give each song a chance. I didn't want to have people listen to 14 songs and just pick three favorites. So this allows them to, there's smaller batches of songs and it allows me to put out, you know, less music, but do it more often. So part one has seven songs. Part two has uh, four songs. Part three is going to have three songs. And then I don't know what part four is going to have yet, but um, it just allows people to really focus on a smaller group of songs at a time. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I guess on that note, are you itching to get back on tour to start performing some of these live? Yeah, yeah that's a crazy part is ever since I put out the album, part, even part one in January, I haven't been, I haven't played them live. The Garth Show is the only song that I've been able to play anything right. and in February. So I haven't played live since then. It's, it's like, it's getting to me now because that's how I built my whole career was touring like crazy. So I'm ready to go play them live, especially putting out a new albums like this. It's like, all right, let's go see what people like. Yeah. We had a uh, customer question came in. Who's the better linebacker, Tar Heel linebacker, you or uh, some guy named Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> That's not even a fair question. Me, of course. You kidding me? Lawrence was so overrated. He should have never even played in the league. That's <laughs> uh, one of the best linebackers of all time. That's uh, yeah. That's an that's a unfair question. <laughs> hey, but I'd like to see Lawrence play guitar. Let's see, let's see what you got, Lawrence. Now we're talking. We have to, we'll have to set that up. Awesome. So what do you got coming up next for a song? Uh, I'm going to do Forever to Go. It's, uh, it's off of the album part one, and I, I, it could possibly be the single follow-up to, to Lonely If You Are. And the way it works is once Lonely If You Are if it peaks, if it dies at five or goes all the way to number one, usually about two or three weeks later, you drop another single to radio. And, uh, and then that one takes 30 to however many weeks it takes to get to, to the top. So I think Forever to Go could possibly be the song to actually follow what I just played. Awesome. And it, when, you, when you do a single, do you look at who's downloading it and the activity, or do you guys already kind of have an idea of what, which one's going to go towards the single? That's the cool part about how I'm doing it. I'm releasing all these songs that we're finally get, we're getting a preview of what all these people really want to hear. Um, so if one song just blows up and takes off, obviously we make that the next single. None of them have really blown up because they've all done really well. Right. Which is a, it does make it harder to pick a single. This one's done real well. Another one that's done real well is a song called uh, In the Car. Um, and I don't have enough numbers yet on, on uh, the album part two, but I think Forever to Go has a real good chance. Awesome, yeah. I've heard it already. I'm not sure if everyone else has, but it's a great song. So looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I can still see that dress you were wearing, those yellow wildflowers. I can still smell that vanilla in your hair when 
I was spinning around. We just met and I knew then, but I couldn't say it out loud. So we just swayed while the music played, kind of like a door. Another year down, and baby, somehow our song never gets old. The honeymoon phase and butterflies fade, but I'll never let you go. We were just kids, stealing a kiss, feel like forever ago. But I love you more than yesterday, still got forever. Remember that moon hanging over the water before a lot of day will be. Corona lime and tortuga lights and a long chase. Bandana in your hair and your hand in a pocket with my worn out jeans. That summer night did something right. Still hard to Another year down and baby somehow our song never gets old. The honeymoon phase and butterflies fade, but I'll never let you go. We were just kids, stealing a kiss, and it feels like forever ago. But I love you more than yesterday, still got forever. Another sunrise, another slow kiss, another memory of you and me, I won't forget. Another year down and maybe somehow our song never gets old. The honeymoon fades and butterflies fade, but I'll never let you go. We were just kids, stealing a kiss, and it feels like forever ago. But I love you more than yesterday. Still got forever. Yeah, I love you more than yesterday. Still got forever. So yeah, that's off my album, the album part one. Um, like I said, hopefully that'll be my next single. Possibly we'll see, but uh, I'll play my first single now. This goes all the way back to 2014. Um, this song was just huge for me in the beginning. I just come off of writing uh, Cruise by Florida Georgia Line, and that, that was massive. Um, so I wanted to kind of channel that, and I did that with this song. This was called Ready, Set, Roll. Pretty girl, you went and done it again. You're going to turn your sexy all the way. Ten, I've never seen a side right. See, looking so hot. Baby, you rock at the spot like a jackpot shot. You got me all high. It's spinning around and around. Down, if you're down, to burn down this time. Ready, sit, let's roll. Ready, sit, let's ride. Two little fine ass on the step. Shimmy up inside. Slide, girl, by my side, girl, yeah. Run this town, or I can rock your roll now. Fall them up, cruise around, get stuck. Pedal to the metal till the sun comes up. I made a deal with the man on the moon. Gonna put us some more time, we got all night. Ready, sit, let's roll. Ready, sit, let's ride. Ready, sit, let's roll. Where the good years and good times meet. Girl, we can rev it up a ride till we overheat. 
Just forget about the time, get your lips on mine, and I guess you get to know your smile. Ready, set, let's roll, ready, set, let's ride. Two little fine ass on the step, shimmy up inside. Girl by my side, girl, yeah. You run this town, oh, I can rock you. Now fall in love, surround, get stuck. Then I'm to the metal till the sun comes up. I made a deal with the man on the moon. Put it some more time, I got all night. Ready, set, let's roll. Ready, set, let's ride. work for uh quick question here heads down eyes up they, they a lot of people notice in the hat uh any story behind that yeah i actually started that in college it's on my picks and all that as well um it's just a mindset that i had well i just got hurt of rehabbing trying to get back um and i was working out and i looked at myself in the mirror my head was down my eyes were up so i just kept saying that to myself at first it was head down eyes up keep going like forget about put blinders on basically forget about the good forget about the bad even know the goal, but forget about the goal. It's more about the each step along the way that, uh, that matters. Because if you just think about, like for me right now, we're working our way into arenas. Um, if, if all you think is, I want to play arenas, I want to play arenas, I want to play arenas, and you're forgetting about the steps that it takes to get there, then, then you're going to screw the whole thing up. So that's what the whole mentality is. Let's put it on a hat, and, and now we sell the hats and stuff. But it's more about the mentality of, Head down, eyes up, keep going. Awesome. We have a question here from Kevin Jack. I'm gonna uh, unmute Kevin here. Go ahead, Kevin. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Um, what type of guitar are you playing? I'm playing a Loudon. So uh, these are made in Northern Ireland. They're like, they're custom. Every one of them is custom, like handmade. I didn't even know about these till I went to uh, um, I actually saw Ed Sheeran and he was playing one and then some, I don't even know how I got in touch with the people, um, from Loudon, but I went and I had this one custom made through Loudon. Um, and, and then the, actually this is the one. Yeah. This one, the first time I ever played this was three, eight, 2019. Um, and it was at the O2 arena in London. And that night Ed actually came to the show. So, um, and he was playing, and he was, he was giving me crap because the one he plays is actually called a Wee Loudon, and it's smaller than this, believe it or not. Um, so I actually ended up, because of him that night, I ended up getting a Wee Loudon as well. But I like this one better. I'll let him. 
Cool. They're amazing guitars. Awesome. Thanks for your question. And for everyone else, if you have a question, feel free to raise your hand or uh, send it in the chat and we'll, we'll take care of it for you. Uh, Chase, I guess uh, another question here. If you weren't a country artist, what do you think you would be doing? Um, I, well, what I was doing before this, I worked at NASCAR. Um, so I'd probably still be doing that, to be honest. Um, but I was a pit crew worker. I was one of the guys that literally jumped off the wall, changed the tires, and got back on the other side of the wall. So I was doing that for Hendrick Motorsports, and we actually won two, well, a championship and a half because I left halfway through the second season that I was there um, with Jimmy Johnson in 2009, I think, was the one. I got a big old ring and everything. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably still be doing that, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah, just to go back earlier, uh, we talked about you opening for Garth. Or what are some of the musical artists you've looked up to and uh, maybe not even country, but some of the artists up there that you uh, enjoy following? Um, well, it was Garth for sure growing up. Um, but then I got into, you know, Blink-182, Eminem, all, all that uh, different styles of music. You know, getting into high school and stuff like that. The stuff that your mom, like, grabs a CD and breaks it because she's like, you don't need to be listening to that. Um, that was the stuff I really loved. And so I got into that, obviously, George Strait, Kenny Chesney, all those guys in country. But I, I love Blink-182. Um, yeah, Eminem was one of my favorites of all time. I, I dove into Tupac and Biggie. I really like those guys. The Beatles are, are obviously one of the best to ever do it. Um, I really respect Ed. You know, he, he's to me, he's one of the best of this generation. Whether you love or hate him, his songwriting is unbelievable. So, um, but yeah, those are some of the guys that influenced me growing up for sure. Awesome. And as a follow up to your NASCAR uh, career, what, what was their fastest pit time? Oh man, it's changed so much now. Like, I guess a four tire stop, if you did it anywhere in 12 seconds, you're flying. But now the times are all different because they changed the, the Jackman now goes around the front of the car, but with a tire now, I don't, I don't know how it works now, but um, yeah, I'd say around anywhere in 11 seconds, you're flying. You're really flying. Cool. Awesome. Uh, last question. I, I know you're uh, a big Jack Daniels fan, but what is your drink of choice? If, if there's a second to Jack. Um, man, that's a good question. I'd say anything tequila. And I love Don Julio 1942. Um, that stuff is so good. And I've had that. Somebody gave me a bottle of that. Is it Avion? Avon? Avion 44. I compared those two, and I like the, the 1942 a lot more. But I like sipping that just straight because, I mean, that just puts you in a mood. Especially, and then another one, I talked to my buddy from Key West. I go fishing with him a lot. A Pilar and orange. Pilar Coke and an orange, which is Pilar's a rum. So if you give me a rum, I want some Pilar because it, it just puts you in that, that island mood for sure. Awesome. All right, we have a question from James here. I'm just going to unmute James. What inspires you to write these songs? Um, whatever's going on in my life is kind of where it all boils down to. I mean, it's just, to me, as a songwriter for myself and as an artist, you can't really, if nobody believes me, if I don't believe what I'm saying, then nobody else is going to believe me. So I just try to stick to what I know, what's going on with me in my life. And that can, if, most likely if I'm going through it, somebody else is too. So um, like Belong, I mean, that's a song on my the album part two. It's called Belong. 
it's basically saying we're right where we belong. And I think, especially this week, I think a lot of people would disagree with that. But I think it's more true than ever. Um, go check it out. It basically says where we're going, we don't know, but we're going there together. And there's nothing more true than that. Whether you disagree with what's going on this week or whether you agree with it, either way, we're all going together. I mean, there's no stopping that. We're all going as one human race. So uh, better learn to have some conversations about it. And I think that's what's the most powerful thing about that song. So that's a pretty relevant one right now, but it, that's just kind of so perfect because it's what's going on in my life and all of our lives right now. Awesome. And before we get to the next song, we have one more question. Uh, have you played uh, any really nice smaller venues, House of Blues Chicago, uh, other bars, clubs in Nashville? I know you've played House of Blues in Boston uh, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you said it right there. The House of Blues Chicago is pretty awesome. Just, it just looks insane in there. Um, uh, any, anywhere in Boston I love because that's just city so awesome to play. Um, smaller venues, I mean, I could name a thousand of them because that's what we played my whole career up until recently. Um, city limits out in North Carolina. No, I love, I also love, uh, it's called, it's a smaller amphitheater in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm not sure, I can't remember what it's called, Lake something. Uh, but that's a really, really cool one out in North Carolina that I love, love playing. The Orange Peel is the one I used to go to in Asheville, North Carolina. I've played that a few times now. Um, so it's cool. It was, I remember walking in there as a fan, just seeing it like, oh my God, it'd be crazy if I ever had three people show up to this place. And now every time we, we don't even play anymore. So it's, uh, it's pretty special when you can fill up venues that you used to never even think you'd play. Awesome. Yeah, it's got to be fun. I'm not sure what you got coming up next on the list, but we did have a request uh, if, or if you were going to play Gonawana tonight. I wasn't planning on it. I was going to play Eyes on You and Cruise. Uh, yeah, I, I could. I could do. Uh, yeah, let me let me try again one. It's pretty low, which is the problem. I can't do low right now. Um, let me bring it up one. If you wanna climb a ladder on a water tower, then we'll kick it with the stars for a couple hours. If you want to, then we're gonna get over here. If you want to dip your toes over the water stops, then we'll let our feet hang off of fishing docks. If you want to, then we're gonna have to give it a try. That's right. If you want to go way out, there ain't nobody let you long and get the falling. Let your red lips leave a mark all over your mind. If you want her, then we're gonna, girl, I will be gonna want her tonight. If you want her, then we're gonna, girl, I will be gonna want her all night. If you wanna catch a buzz and ride it till the morning, let's get two plastic cups and baby, I'll get to pour if you want her, then we're gonna have to give it a try. Yeah, that's right. If you wanna go in our way, there ain't nobody around. Let your long hair get to falling. Let your red lips leave the mark on the mind. Come on, fill up the night air with a radio. Put your hands where they really wanna go. Yeah, we're right there. Girl, just close your eyes. 
If you want it, then we're gonna, girl, I hope you're gonna want it tonight. If you want it, then we're gonna, girl, I hope you're gonna want it all night. I'm gonna wanna get a little closer. this whole quarantine so thanks for asking for that i'm gonna go into uh <clears throat> i'm gonna go into my first number one as an artist you know i had Cruz as a songwriter well before this one <clears throat> but it's my very first number one as an artist uh it happened last year around this around this time so this one's called eyes on you Carolinas, seen a big Montana sky, driven up and down the coast a few times, London and Paris, paradise, but ain't got much memory of the scenes come to think, missed them all, damn right, it's all your fault, yeah, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, if you're there, girl, I've got my eyes on you, don't matter where we been, no, there ain't no bit of you. Then you in my young with my eyes on you, with my oh 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 eyes on you, my oh 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 eyes on you. Speed of the coast, remember five feet, you made sunset, just by the sea light. You still talk about that that I came across, that I saw. All I need to say. Might as well have stayed in the room, yeah, no matter where we go, no matter what we do. If you're there, girl, I've got my eyes on you. Don't matter where we've been, no, there ain't no bit of you. Me, you and my, with my eyes on you, with my oh, 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 eyes on you, my oh, 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 eyes on you. Don't you remember Times Square? People count down everywhere. 2000, whatever, no, I didn't care. Baby, you were there. Once again, couldn't help but stay here, yeah. No matter where we go, no matter what we do. If you're there, girl, I've got my eyes on you. No matter where we've been, no, there ain't no bit of you. Then you went, my young. My eyes on you, yeah. Halfway around the world for a local corner booth. Yeah, you guessed it, girl. You know I got my eyes on you. We could be on any street, any party, any room. I'll be there all night with my 
my eyes on you. Don't matter where we go, no, there ain't no better view. Then you went my arms with my eyes on. Nice work. That is my favorite song. Uh, so that was fantastic. Uh, quick question here from Robert. Uh, what is tougher, two days, back to your Tar Heel days, or sitting with Strep uh, probably right now? And uh, did you ever have hopes of playing pro ball? Uh, yeah, two days is way harder. Because, right, I mean, this is difficult. Like, physically, it's, it's like <laughs> it's not doing what it normally does. But I'm comfortable. I'm in air conditioning, and I have water. <laughs> And, oh, man, two days are the worst. Um, but what was the next? Oh, did I ever? Yeah, yeah, uh, playing professionally, for sure. I mean, that was the goal. Uh, my junior year, it looked very, very possible. And then I got hurt the first game. I mean, I was one of the leaders of the defense. I was playing the best football I'd ever played under Chuck Pagano, who was our D coordinator, um, who's the NFL guy for a while recently. Still is. I think he's the D coordinator of the Bears right now. Um, and he, he was playing unbelievable football, and then it all got taken away that year. And then I was never the same player after that. So it, it, I never really had a chance after that, um, looking back. But it is what it is, and it led me to this. So it's all good. Awesome. I know we talked about Jack and some tequila, but uh, George wants to know, what are the two bottles on the shelf behind you? Yeah, one of them's a gentleman, Jack. It says, eyes on you, first number one. Um, I can't remember who got me that. I think it was Kale Dodds when I took him out on tour. Got me that. And the other one's Jack Daniels single barrel. So um, I actually have my own barrel of Jack Daniels from it's the 19th barrel of 2015. So I bought that back in 2015, kind of as a gift for myself when I went on tour with Kenny Chesney. So yeah, it's, I drank a lot of it. <laughs> awesome. You've also had some uh, opportunity to go uh, overseas and play in Europe. Uh, I know you were doing that last year, and I think you were going to continue that this year. I don't know if that wrapped up or not with the corona, but um, you want to talk about that experience? Yeah, it's unbelievable over there. It's, it's as quiet as right now when, when you play a song. Like, while you're playing, they listen so much harder than any other place I've ever been. So it's awesome. We're getting to the point now where we're playing a lot of the same places that we would play over here type venues. Um, and it's just unbelievable. It's just cool. It's first of all, just mentally cool to be like, man, I can't believe I'm playing in Europe right now. People, I never thought I'd get out of the state of North Carolina, much less, much less Amsterdam. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool, man. It, it's a, it's, and we did, that was the only tour we've done this year. We did the, our whole European tour in all of January. Um, that was while Corona was like hottest point in, in China. Um, and I didn't even know what the hell it was at that point. And, and now let me finish up and did the Garth show. There's only two things we've done this year. So hopefully we'll be able to get back next year. Awesome. And I know, I know you're from Asheville, North Carolina. Are you in Nashville, Nashville right now? Is this where you reside full-time? Yeah, I got a farm here in Nashville, and uh, that's where I live full-time. I love it here. Cool. And you're also a big uh, fisherman, uh, one of your big hobbies. Have you, have you ever done tuna fishing uh, up here in the Northeast? Yeah, actually. I did it with a buddy of ours. And we went – the last time I might have done it was with, with him and, uh, and Brian and Tyler from Florida Georgia Line. We went up there was years ago. And uh, I remember Tyler – or Brian hooked a, what we thought was a fish the size of a car because it was pulling the boat. It took us like two hours to get the thing in. And it turns out it was just – it was actually a smaller tuna. 
and it was foul hooked. So it was just hooked on the side. So it had a lot more power than normal. And it was, uh, it was, that was a heartbreaking one to see come to the surface. Awesome. All right. looks like we have another question here. I'm just going to unmute for one second. Can you hear me? Yep. Gotcha. Um, kind of off topic, but how was your experience on the bachelor? Amazing. I wish they put me on there every week. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I, I just, so what happened was everybody didn't know that the girl that was on there, that I was just a surprise date. Um, they were coming around like, Oh yeah, we're going to see country concert. They're supposed to be all excited. And then they turned the corner and it was a girl that I knew from previously before she went on the show. Um, so at the end of the day, honestly, she didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. They just, they drug me into the drama and they did it on purpose pretty clearly. Um, so I was pretty pissed off at first. And I'm like, man, I just came on here to promote my music and y'all drag me into this. Um, so I felt like that was a little unnecessary, but it did bring people to my, my songs and my music. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, but yeah, that, that show is, is, it's drama that I want nothing to do with. It's not, it's not my thing. But looking back, you know, I got a cool story to tell, so whatever. So, so if they ask you to be The Bachelor, that's a, that's a hard decline? Zero percent chance of that. <laughs> hard, hard decline. <laughs> what else, uh, what other shows you went to that you like? I love Ozark. I think Ozark's sick. I don't watch, uh, like, I don't know what it is. If it's, if it's shows that are on regular TV, they just, they, I, I don't like them. I don't know why. Um, but I love Ozark. I love Billions. Um, anything net, Netflix or HBO is pretty awesome. I just watched the, the Jordan documentary. That was insane. Um, yes. I did watch a, like one season of what's it called? Uh, Outer Banks. It's, uh, and that one lost me. It lost me a little bit cause it was, uh, it just got crazy at the end. So, but yeah, I love Netflix and, and scrolling through that. I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting, but yeah, I see down here. Ozark is awesome. I agree. Ozark's one of my favorite shows there, there's ever been. I would agree. Prison, I watched years ago. I need to kind of go back and watch it, but prison break was an awesome one. And then, uh, um, Game of Thrones, obviously, I love that one. Yeah, except the ending. Every oh, dude, just finished Outer Banks too. Yeah, um, yeah, the ending was just like, what the hell are y'all thinking? One of the greatest shows of all time, and they went and did that. But you know, is what it is. I I also love Vikings. Vikings is another one that was sneakily almost just as good as uh, Game of Thrones. Because and the reason I love that one almost even more is because it's realistic. It's actually names are kind of accurate i'm sure it's hollywooded up but it's pretty cool awesome so i know you're in nashville and uh you know doing acoustic performance here today uh where is the band the rest of the band in nashville how's it been kind of being apart from them throughout this whole whole process with corona uh yeah it's been amazing being apart from them because they annoy the hell out of me um <laughs> no it's it's been i think we, we all did need the break for sure uh, we never get a break but i think the coolest part about the breaks is it made us all realize oh my god I really do love being on the road for sure. So when we do go back, we'll, I, I told John, I said, man, John's my tour manager for anybody that doesn't know. I said, dude, well, by the time we get back, we've been, we had two months off to start the year. We did January in England and then February, March off. I was like, man, by the, we've been going so hard during this time off that by the time April rolls around, I'm not going to be ready to go back. And I wish I'd have never said that because 
I got, I got more than what I wished for on that one. But um, we all needed the break. I think everybody's going a little bit crazy right now, so we're ready to go play. And we got some stuff coming up that I'm excited for. Awesome. You're going to be in on. It's not any better, but I've been working on my golf game. Yeah, we all are. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be in on tour. Uh, any funny tour stories you're willing to share with the, uh, with the audience here? Um, there's one that always sticks out for me. It was in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a place called uh, – the Windjammer, I think it's called. And it, was, it was actually where Darius Rucker kind of got his start. And I don't, I don't think it was before. I think it was when it was Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, but, yeah, we were, just, we were playing the Windjammer, and this girl in the front row is getting a little – you can tell she's hammered first song. You're just like, what the hell? Uh, she got a black dress on, and her boyfriend's behind her. And there's like a five-year-old next to her. Weird. I don't know how the five-year-old even got in there. But um, – my song three, I looked at my drummer and he was looking down at her. His eyes were just wide as raccoon eyes. And I, so I turned and looked at her and she was butt naked in the front row. I mean, literally butt naked, doesn't care at all. She's just like eyeing me down. Her boyfriend's behind her panicking, trying to put her clothes on. The five-year-old's like covering up her eyes. So that was one that I'll never forget, the, the naked girl in the front row with the windjammer. Awesome. Great story. We have a question here from Rich. We're going to take probably a few more questions before you uh, end with Cruz, if that, if that works. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Rich. Oh, my gosh. Hi, I'm Rich's daughter. Um, I have a question. What's <laughs> up? Um, I want to know what song was your favorite to write and why? Uh, Jack Daniels and Jesus or Carolina Can. I would say these days probably Carolina can more than Jack Daniels and Jesus because it's kind of, I mean, it's literally a story of my life all in three minutes. So it takes me back to Carolina. Um, and I think it's one of the best, you know, most well-written songs that I've ever done. Thanks for the question. Rich's daughter. Rich's daughter. Uh, I guess playing live, what's probably your favorite part about doing a live show. I, I know I've witnessed you in person. You love signing autographs for fans after at the end of the show and you spent some time doing that, which is great. Um, you know, what do you like about the live show? Yeah, that's, that's I do that every night. Um, that's just kind of an appreciation thing. Just, and you'll know if I'm out there for a short period of time, they're, they're making me get off or the crowd didn't give me what I wanted. And I demand a lot from the crowd and I, as it should. I mean, we come to their city and you guys pay all this money. I want the I want the most active, you know, crazy crowd that you can think of. I want everybody to have an amazing time. Um, so that's my favorite part is when those nights where everything just comes alive and the crowd is nuts. I mean, they're nuts. You can't do anything wrong. You raise your hands. They all raise your hands. Um, believe it or not, every show is not even close to the same. I mean, they literally – there's some nights where the crowd just is nuts and you never, you don't ever want to get off stage. Those are my favorite nights, and that's my favorite part about live shows. Awesome. <laughs> We have a question here from David. Uh, have you done a lot of songwriting during the quarantine? No, I've only written twice, I think. I wrote a song called Damn, that, Damn This Beer, which I'm trying to – I may have me and Morgan Wallen do that one together, if you know Morgan. Um, and then what did I write last week? I have no idea what it's even called. I'm looking through it right now. Um, it was uh, – oh, yeah, no. I've written three. So one, yeah. One's called Drinking Drinks. And I, I know the title sounds real dumb, but it's, I, I haven't even heard it yet since the day we wrote it. We're going to get the demo back here in a couple of days. So 
but it just felt like a real Lumineers-esque type song. It was, it was really cool. Awesome. And what, what does that creative process look like? Is that you're just hanging out with the acoustic, you write it on a napkin and move to the studio right away? It's, it, what does that process look like? Yeah, it's always different. Um, like this recent one, Drinking Drinks was uh, – we were literally normally we write in Lindsay's studio. It's the same two guys, Lindsay Rhymes and, and Hunter Phelps that I wrote Lonely If You Are With. And then Ashley Gorley was on the Zoom with us because he was down in Florida and he's who I wrote Eyes on You with. So we get to Lindsay's house and he has a setup in his carport because he doesn't want us inside because of Corona. Um, so it was different. It was real different. We we're covered by shade. We were outside and I actually love that. But we, we started, you know, just start with the melody. It was Hunter's idea to write Drinking Drinks. And I was like, what if we did a melody like this? Because it just seems fun. And, and so that's what usually would happen. Like eyes on you, the day we wrote that, it was Gourley on the piano. And as soon as he starts doing that, I start scrolling through my phone, looking for ideas. And I came across eyes on you and I was like, and in my head, I was like, eyes on you and matched it perfectly. And so that one came together pretty quick with, well, that one didn't come together quick we had to we had to fight through that one but it's different every time sometimes you got melodies sometimes you got a title and you match the title to a certain different melody but yeah it comes different every time awesome uh, speaking of sound right i think the uh, the last one you're going to do here is cruise um obviously you wrote that and ended up being fgl song you want to talk about that process and that experience yeah that day we were writing a song called when god runs out of rain it was a slower song and then out of nowhere brian just goes <laughs> and he just starts going on that melody and jesse and i just looked at each other jesse i think it was jesse was like what is that and i remember brian just sitting there playing it he was like i don't know but it's cool and he just that's how the cruise happened and then we started with the chorus like that and i played a different key but he was just like baby make me and originally it was baby you like a song you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise um, and that's like a lot of 80s rock songs where they start with the chorus and each chorus starts and ends with the same lyric. So I think that's why that song just perfect timing, perfect production and perfect uh, group to sing it. Awesome. All right. Before we, uh, I think before Chase sings his final song, Cruise, does anyone have any other questions they would like to ask? I'm going to open it up here. And while we wait, Chase, I, you know, what I think from the Europe tour, what would be probably your favorite venue over there that you had uh, played in? Um, what's the place in London? Shepherd's Bush in London, probably, just because it reminded me. It was just rowdy. It had this quietness of the when you play acoustic, everybody listens. Um, but it also had the uh, – it, it was the rowdiness. I mean, it was like 3,000 people or something like that, the same amount of – it was insanity. It was one of the coolest shows I've ever done. And it's a real historic venue. Um, I remember the first one we ever played in Europe was in Scotland. It was called King Tut's Wawa Hut. So <laughs> I'll never forget King Tut's Wawa Hut just because of the name. Yeah, I don't think you can forget that name. Awesome. Well, we thank you for uh, coming on today. And uh, before we head out, we just really appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to everything coming back to normal so we can catch you on tour. Uh, if it goes back to normal, when are, when is tour starting for you? I don't think there's going to be a tour this year, to be honest. I think it'll just be random shows sporadic. Um, and I think we've got here in about three weeks that we're going to try to do. Um, it's like a, it's like a Tennessee, some old state penitentiary. 
I don't, I don't it's going to be like that all year weird shows it should be about 3,000 people and I'm interested to see how many people show up because a lot of people are still scared and uh, I'll just encourage them it's your choice come on let's have some fun awesome well, we appreciate uh, coming on today and I uh, look forward to the last song here yeah this is Cruz my very first number one wrote this in 2010 I believe well baby what song you made me want to roll my windows down and cruise Saw that bikini top on She's popping right out of the South Georgia one. Oh, good Lord, she had them long tan legs Couldn't help myself, so I walked up and said Baby, it was song, you made me want to my windows down Crows, down a back road, one would stop signs In the middle of a little farm town You, and this brand new Chevy with a lift kit Would look a hell of a lot better when you up in it so baby, what song you made me want to roll my windows down? That southern sun fell to its knees. I, I looked at her, she went right back at me, and I flipped on those KC lights. And I drove all night because it felt so right. Her and I felt so right. I put it in ball, grabbed my guitar, strummed a couple chords, and sang from the Girl, you sure got to beat my chest bump. Hell, I can't get you out of my head. Baby, what song you made me want to roll my windows down? Girls, down a back row, on a stop sign, so you made a little, little farm town. Yeah, this brand new Chevy with a little kid. Awesome. Thanks, Chase, and uh, thanks for joining us today. And on behalf of WI, we appreciate everyone uh, joining the Zoom and having some fun. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a great night. Have a great night, everyone.